What's going on, traders? Of course, I'm in downtown Detroit, ready to wrap up the week. The question is, are you guys ready? We got a big jobs report, unemployment coming through. We've been seeing the rally coming back to tech. Can it continue today? Will good news be good news? Bad news be bad? There's only one real way to find out. That stay right here, of course, on pre-market prep. Let's get it started. Let's wrap up the week. And of course, smash that like. Let's get it started here. It's pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's pre-market prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Welcome, traders and investors, to another jam-packed, information-loaded pre-market prep. Joel Alconan here with Muddy Mitch. We're down six and an eight and a quarter handles at 45.81 and a quarter. Just a little weakness. Uh, we'll get in more detail about the S&P here in a few minutes. Uh, the buck. The buck is up 20 cents at 103.70. Bonds, a little haircut after that double top at 120 and three quarters. Uh, crude back above 70, up a buck 67 and 71.01. Gold just hanging out around 2050, down to $2.80 and $2,043.50. Let's just call silver flat, trying to stay in the 24 handle at 24.06. And Bitcoin, uh, a wild couple days earlier in the week, digesting those gains up. Four hundred and thirty dollars at forty four thousand one hundred and thirty. And Mitch, did you already go house shopping in the day? Uh, not house shopping, but I'm with you guys in the chat. Casual Friday, Mitch, today. <laughs> as uh, as you guys can see, the gear not so uh, flashy on Fridays. We we take it easy, right? I mean, it's Friday here. It's time to wrap yeah. up the week. You're, you're, you're traveling, right? So, yeah, you know, I'm traveling, I'm traveling a late, late. I don't know about you guys. I don't like flying in a suit. <laughs> so I'd rather fly in a hoodie anytime, uh, especially being, you know, elbow to elbows with people. Flying American, though, we'll, we'll, we'll see if uh, the airlines keep flying. We'll actually be talking to Frank Holmes about that coming up, our guest today. Uh, so let's talk about the action yesterday, right? I mean, yesterday definitely started to get tech to come back up we got some strong names that we can bring up like amd intel had a really strong day and uh kind of what i'm looking to see uh, happen towards the end of the year really started to kick off yesterday with amd really outperforming a lot of the action out there and i, I think these stocks have room to run now amd with their new chip that was big news um also google Google, yeah, yeah, I was to mention Google, but uh, just uh, going broad market here for a minute. You know how we like to do that. Uh, yeah. We have a, since that last bump up, we've had a 12-day basically trading range, and we came down 
the bottom of their range. I'm just going to make the numbers really simple for everybody. I'm going to say 45.50 on the downside. This is basis the futures, the December futures, which have a another week to expiration. All these lows right in this 45.50 area. Let's thicken up that line uh, just to make it a little bit better. To illustrate my point, 12-day trading range, just bouncing off that. The bulls just saying, hey, we're not going any lower. This is it. We need to get long to buy the dip. Now, the bears, they're making bears or people exiting trades ahead of the jobs number, ahead of next week's inflation data, ahead of next week's quad, which uh, they're defending 4,600. And uh, high of the move is just under that intraday high, or, uh, Globex size. So right here, mar market is sitting and waiting and trying to decide what to do. It's just, just another consolidation for another blast off over 4,600 get back to the highs of the year or is that support finally not going to be support and turn into resistance the 4550 area we're almost smack dab in the middle mitch that would be 4575 so sitting on hands trading the range let's see if that jobs number can take us out of it yeah one thing i'm starting to see at least from this morning uh tlt declining here uh, from yesterday's move. Um, so I'm going to continue to watch that. That could be an indicator that we'll be watching towards the open, see if it starts to really start to come back. I mean, it's been a big run, right? Um, I think all of us have been impressed with this run. Uh, now I feel like, you know, maybe a pullback to 94 makes sense. Does it mean it's coming back to 90? No, but we could start seeing a little bit of some pullback action in that. I think that's weighing in on the market also. I mean, I'm seeing the cues kind of come down here also starting to leak uh, from yesterday's rally. Um, so be careful out there, traders. It's not just going to be one way. And we are going to get big economic data today, but even bigger economic data next week as we get closer to CPI on December 12th. So keep that definitely on the radar. Let's go to Broadcom as they reported their earnings. Q4 adjusted EPS here at $11.06, beating the $10.98. Sales at $9.29 billion, missed the $9.41 billion estimate. Broadcom sees fiscal year 24 revenues at 50 billion versus a 45.76 billion estimate. They see adjusted EBITDA of 60% of projected revenues, increasing their quarterly dividend by 14%. For all our income uh, traders out there, this doesn't look too bad with $5.25 here uh, per share for the fiscal year at 24. Straddle buyers are crying in their soup. Straddle riders are just whistling Dixie here. I'm not sure what the expected move is, but I know it's a lot more than, I mean, you had the move in the pre-market trading here that you could, or the after hours trading where you could have definitely trimmed. Went wide on this one on the closing print. I'm thinking, hey, why not, you know, we'll see what happens at 900. It did smash through 900. I thought maybe on a pop, we could get back half of this move at 950. Didn't quite get to 950. So here you are down a buck 26. Uh, levels to keep an eye on. Still, that double bottom persists at the 903.50 area. If you start to go into decline, 
And I think he's fine. Sellers on a rally. First things first for the Bulls. You got to get through yesterday's high, 924.12, and then things open up a little bit. But uh, battle for unchanged here in Broadcom. Spikes both ways in the pre-market, but uh, Street still deciding what to do with this report. Yeah, I think that 900 yesterday was a nice uh, level to look at, right? Um, we came like below it, right back above it. Um, I, I, I wouldn't bet too much against this company. It's been pretty hot, and I, I remember when we first saw the move, um, when it rocketed from around 650 to like 800, then 850, then it went to 900. All of us were thinking this, this was a little bit too extended at that point. But it just went sideways consolidation at that yeah. levels. And that tells us more that, yeah, that's a strong rally with some real buyers even buying pullbacks here because it didn't just immediately come back down to that 650 area. And now I feel like it's primed to set up at some point for maybe a run back towards that 1,000. Um, uh, I, I mean, you, two people looking at two different charts, two different ways. I mean, this has had a lot. I'm looking at the bottom here. A lot of green monthly candles uh, going back to 22. Uh, I think I, I'm just looking at this move that it had. I just can't get this 950 on it. You know, you had to decline to 900. You know, boom, you came, you tried to rally. I think it's so important. If I was a long-term shareholder here over the next couple days, if this didn't get back up to 950 and hold 950, I'd be worried the low of the move isn't in. And a lot of room between 850 and 900. You're still 20 bucks off the low of the move at, you know, the 903. I'm going to throw out this pre-market action. But yeah, you got you got the setups here. The, the rally, the decline, trying to rally back after earnings. So uh, nice setups. Great year. I mean, you know, maybe some profit taking into <laughs> I, I'd be, be more prone to some little bit of profit taking in the year end because nobody has tax loss selling as opposed to like gearing up on the long side. Fantastic year for Broadcom. So, Joel, do you got your Lululemon pants on? <laughs> had them on yesterday, Mitch. I had them on yesterday. Oh, that's what that's what you were rocking yesterday. I, I saw all the ladies looking. Uh, Q3 <laughs> adjusted EPS here, two dollars and fifty three cents, beating the two dollars and twenty eight cent estimate. Sales of two point two billion beat the two point one nine billion estimate. North America net revenues increasing twelve percent year over year. International revenues were up. 49% year over year. And then total comparable sales were up 13%. And when you look at the direct to the consumer sales, that increased 18%. So they're still finding ways to really kind of, I'll, I mean, they're, they're still finding ways to sell this brand and it's high end. Like everything it's in not, there yeah. is high end. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing cheap about Lulu. I mean, a headband will probably cost you 20 bucks at Lulu. <laughs> including the stock uh big spikes all over the place uh the big the big spike down someone got really carried away when they took this to 429 yeah 429.37 boy i'll tell you we're starting out in the red here down 767 currently trading at 457 i drew this trend line in yesterday that's one steep old trend line here, uh, very steep. That's connecting several lows. Uh, for today, it comes in at the 440 area, just above the 440 area. 
I just don't know where you find. I mean, you're, you're looking between 440 and 460. The only thing you have is a pair of lows at 452.40. That's the number. If we hold that 452.40, bulls are still in full control. We'll take this up. We'll take out the high of the move. If you lose that 440, uh, 452.40, I see downside here. I don't know about the bottom of this trend line. Uh, if it takes out this trend line, Katie, bar the door. But I really like that number. And then coming back on the upside, uh, maybe people are trying to wiggle out at the top, uh, the bottom of yesterday's range. I'll call 460.60 resistance here for Lululemon. Well, of course, you can see that one. That it opened up when the earnings came out. It was a spike down. Now, take a look at this spike up in Docu. Um, let's go to DocuSign. Q3 EPS, $0.79 cents beats the $0.63 cent estimate. Sales of $700.42 million beat the $690.13 million estimate. They see Q4 revenue at $696 million. Uh, to 700 versus a 693.73 million estimate fiscal year 24 revenues 2.74 the 2.75 versus a 2.73 billion estimate so everything looking good here on the outlook there was a quick spike there i don't know if you have that also joel but i have a spike yep. towards 5218 yeah exactly 5218 right on the kisser has got over 52 immediately my eyes go over here to your uh your uh early september highs in the 52 some in the 52 handle others in the 53 handle so it stopped just short of that major resistance uh now a little bit on the decline down 36 cents so when i see something like that I'll just concentrate on the range from yesterday, uh, in the range from yesterday and the day before, two lows at the 46.60 area. That's a must hold or else you're looking down to the lower 45 handle. And uh, if the bulls want to have some fun with this one, you, you got the close and the high right by each other, 47.44, 47.56. And then you have the week at uh, the high of the week at 49.09 here. So uh, a little bit of a dip, uh, a big rip, uh, settling in here, always on days where you have earnings. You know, you want to see if the stock can go green and stay green before you get uh, too carried away on the long side. This is one of those companies that I feel like uh, you see a lot of people use it, but just uh, not as profitable as a business as you would expect it to be. You could see it in the EPS, right? The earnings per share is pretty low for sales at $700 million, right? Um, I mean, they, they don't make much money, man. Um, they can get to customers. They can get to eyes, but that's not enough here in the case for Docu. Well, it had the uh, the pandemic bump, you know, where yeah. everyone was buying a house, right? Everyone was doing stuff online. I can't remember the last time I've, I've used DocuSign. So uh, way off. I mean, it was just a perfect storm here when it got up uh, over $300, $314.76. That was back in August of 21. I mean, I just, you're just not going to, you're not going to see those levels. I, I think it's pretty safe to say you'll never see that all time high. 
Well, some people are going to be saying it about this one today. RH, of course, Restoration Hardware Q3 disaster stock of the day. Take a look. It is just getting whacked here. Adjusted EPS, loss of 42 cents. Missing 97 cent estimate. That is pretty bad, guys. I mean, they lost money, um, and they're expected to be pretty substantially above uh, neutral, right? And so this is going to be really bad here. Sales of 751.23 million, missed the 756.74 million. So a miss and a miss. And then narrowing their revenue guidance here from 3.6 billion uh, and 3.8 on the high end. Uh, now down here towards, just slightly down. I mean, they brought it down towards literally 3.08 but the operating margin at 13.6 and 14 percent it's a high-end good if we really are going to see the consumer slow down this is that exact kind of stock that you can really see take a big hit uh pre-market low on the spike down to 252.05 a uh, little bit of a rebound off of that uh this had a big move off the 207 area, getting close to 290. So let's see what happens if we can come back into this 50% retracement. Haven't done it yet, 248. I think if you just kind of pull back here and really don't breach that 50%, form some bids in the 250, the 260 area, maybe turn back up and uh, and uh, fill the gap. That's going to take a while at 277.51. Uh, uh, but man, it just the stock is not really. Part, I mean, it's off its its lows from earlier in the year, uh, uh, back in um, October and November. But look how far it's off its uh, its yearly high, yearly high, over four hundred dollars. I mean, you go into these stores, you see these five thousand uh, dollar couches, right, and with holes in them. Never really understood it. Uh, but uh, for right now, if you're looking to buy a pullback here. See if you can get something done at the $248 area for our H. All right. Earlier this week, we uh, saw uh, Builders First Source make a really nice move. So I mentioned one that I was wanting to keep an eye on, Carrier, right? Um, just because, I mean, if we're going to keep building, I mean, and especially the way that they've been building houses, I see this company continue to see upside. And then today I see in the news, I'm like, well, what's, why is Carrier up so much? I mean, I, I wish it was that I knew this news was coming, but they announced an agreement to sell global access solution business to Honeywell for $4.95 billion, getting out of one business and giving them a nice little lift today up there to 56. I think a high in the pre-market of 5650s. Uh, 53 to be exact. So let's see if this can really start getting it going because I liked it on the daily chart. You did. A nice long-term trend line. And now we can really start kind of attacking those resistance. Uh, whenever I think of this stock, I, I think of my uh, daughter, Emily, who did her, um, her master's in photojournalism at Syracuse. And I think that's where, I mean, I know they still have a headquarters there. I think they might have moved uh, part of their headquarters down to Florida. But uh, that, and I think of the Carrier Dome. Have you ever been in the Carrier Dome? Mm, have not been in the Carrier Yeah, that's what I think of this stock. It's a nice, I mean, if you think about it, if the building things are still going on, you're going to need, you know, parts to go in the house, right? Your HVAC and 
things of that nature. Carrier getting a nice pop here. Let's just look at it only technically here. 56 and a quarter is your pre-market high. Haven't really backed off yet from there. You're still trading at 56 bucks. Uh, but this this is a it's an area of interest. It's gotta be. You had two highs right at 56 uh, 10 and 56 20, October 10th and 11th. Right, right there, yet another high, a little bit above that. That actually made it into the 57 handle. And another high at 56.53. So don't know if it's bidder offered there, but you know you have a sustained 56 bid here off the open. You got some room on the upside. If that scenario comes into play and then you get in, let's say you do get to that 56 and a half or 57, you come back down through that area. Things are, I think things are going to be thin with bids and down until the top of yesterday's range at 53.15. But right now, holding on some sporty gains, I just wanted to look at the builder's uh, first source for you real quick. Yeah. Uh, the old, uh, uh, it was added to the S&P, I believe, on mm -hmm. uh, Monday, right? On this day, it got the pop and the drop. So just... You know, a word of caution, you know, when you when you see those uh, more times than not get added to the S&P, you get that pop. That doesn't mean that everyone's buying at that time. Uh, sometimes it's at the end of the month. Uh, but uh, you definitely if you wanted to buy it and you lamented not getting it off that move, uh, you, you had an opportunity in it. And uh, I believe that was Monday that it happened on Tuesday. It came down and made a new low. Uh, but what what a strong stock, 150 major resistance in this one. Uh, that's what you hit in yesterday, or yeah, nope, that was Wednesday session, 150.99, trying to hold yesterday's high right now uh, for a potential gap up situation. I'm going to use Benzinga Pro for this one, but there is, I always like to point to something if I see it like technically with some leaders, right? So VMC, Vulcan Material Company. It's also a building material company stock. Do you know about this one, Joel? I've heard I think I've heard you mention it before. Yeah, it, I mean, it's interesting. I'm going to look here exactly what they do. Of course, I'm using Benzinga Pro for this. You guys can do this on Benzinga Pro also. When you go to any company, you look in the details page. Right at the bottom, we have a nice company summary. And this is important for moments like this where I don't necessarily know exactly what this company does, but I like it technically and it's in an interesting industry for me, seeing these building material stocks doing well. Um, and this is in uh, the United States' largest producer of construction aggregates. So crushed stone, sand, and gravel. That seems like it's going to be pretty needed if we're going to keep building. Um, so there you guys have it. Interesting setup for me. How do you see this technically, Joel? Oh, I wish we would have been talking about this almost two weeks ago at the 210 area. I got great daily support there at 210. Mitch looking at a sympathy play off the uh, off the carrier uh, news, which is a great way to uh, to take a look at the markets. Uh, right now, the way the setup is, if this wants to continue higher, uh, you have a pair of highs in the 216 handle. So I would keep an eye on that. You hit 1606 uh, on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, and then on Monday you hit. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, that's Thursday, Tuesday, Monday 1629, Wednesday 1606. That's what you're looking at. That's your three-star resistance on a rally. 
On the downside here, it looks like buyers have stepped up from 210. Nah, so I still have to stick that 210 area as major support. Yeah, and the chat even giving another one here, uh, some. I'll just kind of mention it because like things like this is what it's all about, right, guys. If we can help each other point to uh, different names and maybe keep an eye out for, uh, this is Summit Materials, also building with uh, supply material stock. I'm going to keep my eye on these stocks. They're interesting, and they're definitely continuing to move. And these aren't usually the sexy names, right? Sometimes you can find some real steady plays there. Let's move what, to uh, what was that last symbol you gave? Sum M U M. So it's Summit Materials. M U M. S S and Sam. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm up. Yeah, I was real good at math. Uh, mm, <laughs> I mean, this is uh, thirty-six bucks. You pressed up against it yesterday. You pressed up against it in October. When you did, you caught a cold there. Uh, going through 36. What kind of volume this one trade before I talk too much? Oh, not bad. 600,000. Yeah. But uh, that 36 looks like just a great level on the dailies and the monthlies. Uh, keep an eye on Summit Materials. I always love looking at the industries, right? But let's go to upgrades, downgrades here. I got two upgrades that are really interesting. Morgan Stanley upgrading first solar to overweight and raising price target to 237. I mean, to me, this has been on the decline. And I mean, I don't see solars changing anytime soon. I don't know what they're seeing. Could you think of how you could be positive in this stock, Joe? Yeah, you know, Mitch, just because it's been beat up so bad. And right. if you got to okay. put this, I think solar. Uh, perhaps on your shopping list, if, you know, if we start looking for the January fact, I think you've had a uh, a lot of uh, uh, attacks. Uh, you know, I mean, who's sitting on a profit on this thing? Not many people. Uh, I don't mind this upgrade here up, up 462. Uh, not going to chase it on that, but uh, I think it's building a constructive chart here. Uh, did we get probably a little bit more than a 50% retracement? Uh, oh, like I said, I'm not I'm not chasing it up by uh, 462, especially kind of a little bit of a down market here. So I'll give you a, a soft number at the pre-market high at 149.90. Uh, above that, your high earlier in the week came in at 156.32. I don't I really don't see that coming today, but just to make a constructive chart here, looking a bit of longer term, if you are looking at this. For the January effect here, I'd like to see a retracement lines of what it has done from this move. I mean, they're out of favor. You got tax loss selling. Ooh, look at that. That 50% coming right. Wow, that's where it was yesterday. This 146 and a half. Yeah, that's 148 and a half. Uh, that's getting it back to that area. Really would like to see a couple more lows in this area. Uh, and then see how it rises out to the end of the year. Here, uh, SEDG got uh, kicked out of the S and P. Really didn't go down much. That's a sleepy chart. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna gonna break that um, out of its doldrums. But uh, Mitch, we we got a jobs number here, and yeah, uh, coming up at eight twenty second. And uh, uh, we am I breaking up to you, Mitch? Because we're getting uh, some complaints here. I know the, uh, the internet was a little bit shaky there uh, in the office, but uh, you're hearing me loud and clear. Uh, yeah, I'm getting you loud and clear. Um, it's probably me. Uh, I'm going to say it's on my side. Uh, this room sometimes gets some 
connection issues. It has to do with okay. the Wi-Fi. Um, it's not even like the internet's not there, but it has to do with, I guess, the wireless transmission on this computer. Um, I know they're trying to fix that, but hey, that's just what it is, guys. But right now, um, we we will talk a little bit about this coming up. I just want to at least preference it, and then we'll talk about it with Frank Holmes coming up. Uh, JP Morgan upgrading Riot platforms. So, I mean, seems like they're starting to even look at the miners here. Uh, to get a nice lift. So keep your eyes open for that. We'll expand on this conversation with Frank Holmes coming up. Of course, we'll talk about it also with Hive. Uh, but I, I think it's interesting to start seeing even the banks opening up to upgrading these miners and crypto miners. So we'll talk about that in just a few minutes here. Now, of course, 830, we're going to get unemployment. We get non-farm payrolls. We're also going to be focusing at average hourly earnings non-farm payroll is the big number to watch the estimate that we have here is 190,000 the prior being 150,000 now we could see this number get a little bit of a spike even higher than the 190 from the 150 prior right which is already a spike of 40,000 because of the labor issues that we're doing when they were taking this data right of course the labor issues have now resolved with the autos and the uaw so they could actually see a, a nice little spike here it could actually come in higher what would that mean for the markets right i think that that's the important thing um to me that just means more and more of that goldilocks scenario right the soft landing scenario um some people will say that um you know everyone's ex there's like two sides right now there's we're going into recession the consumer's breaking down and then there's the complete opposite side and there's it's like this economy is too strong oh we gotta move it must be hot it must be hot at least that's what the algos are taking here quick dip down to 6175 that looks like a little bit of worry here jobs report eminent that first move by it. the algo jumpers is down to 6175 and let's see, this is the one-minute chart. A little bit of a spike. Didn't make a new high. Right now, sellers are dominating the pre-market trading here. 61.75. What do you know? Up to the top of the trading range last night and this morning. Here you are coming back down on the low of the trading range here. Wow, quick loss there. They pounded it. Let's see if the bulls still have a buy-the-dip mentality. Uh, 61.75. What do you got for me, Mitch? Top three numbers right here at the top, guys. I tried to zoom in far enough so you guys can see it here. Non-farm payrolls coming to you from Benzinga Pro. 199,000 versus 180,000 estimate that we had. I had an updated estimate at 190,000, but still higher, right? So that expected little boost there. Not a bad little boost. Unemployment rate for November coming in at 3.7% versus a 3.9% estimate. That's showing that what? Unemployment coming down versus going up? Is that the Goldilocks scenario? That's exactly what we are talking about. And then average hourly earnings at plus four versus a plus four percent mm. estimate. This just keeps inflation at where it is. You know, a let's say a a report coming in here at 3.8, 3.6 would have been better to see for the average hourly mm -hmm. earnings because then we're seeing that in wage inflation is coming down. But the other two numbers support the Goldilocks scenario. So we're looking pretty decent. 
out in for the Bulls. And how's the market reacting? Uh, well, you got the spike down. They didn't even wait. They hit the sell they button. They didn't even they wait. The, the well, they did. Here. Wow. The spike up to 93.50 must have really, uh, wow. It actually didn't get to the high. I missed that with my naked eye. I can't believe it. You went to 45.92. So the early algo jumpers went to, well, tried to take it to the high of the session. Then reality set in here. And, uh, you know, the only thing, like, what has Powell been saying? What has he been? I don't care what the TLT has been doing. I don't care what the bonds are doing. What has Powell been consistently saying about the interest rate scenario? It's what has he been saying? Higher for longer. Yeah. Yep. Higher yep. for longer. Yep. I, I don't necessarily think that uh, rates will be going higher. I just don't think they're going lower. I think they're staying steady. I just that is what the need to digest this. So um now people uh we did get the some action is interesting though, right? I mean, because yep. the numbers look good. So the, the the interesting reaction of the algos just picking it up to the downside, that's where I get interested. And I'm like, well, I mean, is I guess is good news bad news now again? That's the hard one right there because to me, if I was a bull, right, I want to see unemployment not spiking because that gives the soft landing narrative a boost. So that that that's how it is, guys. That's how it, sometimes even if you have these numbers before this report came out, would you have played it to the downside the way that the market reacted there? That's a question. Uh, I mean, the only uh, like the only thing, and I I hope I reiterated that it re um. Uh, re reiterated this uh, at the top of the show is that we're just in a trading range. Let me go back to the S P here, and yeah. you still we're still in that trading range. So I, until further noti notified, you got to respect the support here. The buyers have stepped up at this area. They're like no perfect double bottoms or triple bottoms or whatever. There's a cluster of lows in the same area. Really, from I think I yesterday I calculated it, it was a total of like 14 lows within a 10 handle range, right? So, bull stepping up, bull stepping up, bull stepping up on the upside, as you can see illustrated by the daily chart here. They're like, wow, 4,600, baby. I never thought in October I'd be able to sell my peanuts when the uh, circus was in town at 4,600, and you had very, you know, uh, very little time over that level. Tried on Tuesday, tried on Wednesday, tried on Thursday, tried today, and here you are. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, s, I'm sit on hands. You can trade all you want, all the chop you want between 4,550 and 4,600. But a reckoning day is coming. We're either going to finally mount the bid and all the bulls looking for the year-end rally. Woohoo! We cleared 4,600. Or they're finally get the, the bears are finally going to overwhelm the bulls at the 4550 area. And uh, they'll probably do it overnight, you know, the old, uh, you know, that, that kind of setup. But uh, yeah, here we I are, would... just, just stuck, Mitch. We're stuck. Yeah. I, I was talking about TLT maybe getting to 94 on the pullback. I didn't know it would be right now. Um, we're at 94.06 right already. Um, we were just up there at like 95s. Um, so there, there you guys Yeah, have. see, but like that's not much of a pullback to me. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it, it just no. shows that the TLT is, though, pulling back now, finally. Yeah. Um, 
now the question is, will it break the trend? Because to me, I like, I, I use like moving averages sometimes to just tell me the trend, right? The trend isn't really broken in my eyes, at least until you break that nine EMA and that's down there towards like 93.54. So we're still ways away from there. We could find some dip buyers a little bit later uh, on this drop, but it gives you opportunity, right? Because yesterday the tech tried to rip higher, it pulls back. Exactly what you're saying. You are getting moves that are just staying within the range. And until we break out of this range, whichever side, I think that's what you need to be looking for, really. Because yeah, um, I, uh, I'm looking at, uh, I know you guys, you got you and Dennis, you're TLT centric. I, I like the bonds just because it yeah, encompasses it that entire market. And just look at look how much cleaner that chart. I want to have an argument yeah. with Dennis. First Very thing cleaner. Monday morning. I'm going to argue with him when he gets back from his vacation, but cause look at the, look at this TLT chart. I'm going to pull it up. Where's my, my mouse TLT gaps, you know, boom, all over. Like I can't talk about gap fills because there's a gap almost every day in this, but then you look at your 30 year bond. You don't necessarily have to trade it. Look how clean, look, there's not one stinking gap in here in the entire chart. Now gaps aren't all, all the end all, but you know, it gives you a, right here. You had a double, um, a double top at one eighteen and a half. Boom! You cleared it, retested it, went back. That's I think that's going to be the level. I wonder where that will correlate with, um, uh, with your, uh, with your level. Actually, it got to one eighteen fourteen today. So the old resistance uh, it turns out to be new support. You got a little bit of a bounce. So I'll say, hey, I don't know if that uh, coincides with your. Uh, $94 area, but that's what I'm looking at. 30-year bond, got a hold. Look, buy the dippers are coming in here once again, uh, down 13 handles. And now I just talked about 4,500 to 4,600. I'm probably going to stare at my screen all day when we weave in Bob right above the middle, 4,575. Yeah, I'm seeing out there, of course, talk coming out the street. I uh, think Bank of America is listening in, Joel, because they're saying that the markets jumped the gun. And that they're jumping the gun on rate cuts. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah, I did, oh, man, don't like, get me, don't get me started on these, that. This, this rate cut nonsense in the spring, even, we heard from one of the Fed members like two weeks ago. I mean, that, that's not going to happen, guys. The, the economy would literally have to be like, just like everybody getting fired for us to be cutting in spring and I five five, five uh five um uh, uh uh rate cuts next year mitch i've even seen some pundits saying that five yeah no man i i highly doubt that we even get one next year um that's the way i feel because the truth is the the fed always plays extreme and they play late they don't play early they don't front run they're not they're not front running things. They're waiting until data dependency. Pretty much when the data tells them that they have to change is when they actually change. And so they've said it multiple times. And I don't think people listen to the words. You're saying it here, Joel. They're not listening to what Jerome's saying. He's saying substantially inflation down at 2%. So they want to see multiple reports of inflation get to 2%. And they also want what? That balance sheet coming down. So they can keep on their narrative that we're fighting inflation and keep these interest rates high. 
so they can get that balance sheet down and actually give them ammo when they need to cut and you know get this economy ramping back up again even further than what it's even doing right now well they're going to have that ammo if they wait on these cuts if they cut really quickly then they lose that strength and they give up their position of strength and the fed isn't going to do that i don't i no, don't see that no. happening uh, let's see here we've uh, i just want to see what the mid range on the session here is uh, it's about 30 points 15 so Battling it out at uh, at uh, the forty at the mid range of forty five seventy eight. I would uh, not that I ever uh, not a real student of it, but uh, I, I remember a lot of people used to look like in a volume profile. I believe it was a Stottlemyre volume profile, and I love to see what the volume profile looks like for this week because we have just grinded in a in such a narrow range and. Uh, just said, you know, some of the bulls and the bears just battling out. But uh, the buy the dippers are looking at it and say, hey, the economy is still strong. Unemployment uh, is still low. We're still going good. We're buying the dip here. Now we're after uh, dipping to 45.61.75. We're back up in the 45.80 handle. So uh, uh, nice move there in the uh, nice rebound. Let's see if we can get back to unchanged on the session. Uh, that comes in at $45.89. Yeah, it seems like a, a little bit of a shake there. We'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on that team. Let's keep going. Um, let's talk a little bit about an interesting conversation. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about what's going on with GameStop uh, right now. And Joel, if you want to hop in the back, check on our guests, you can go ahead and do so. Um, I'm going to put you in the background. I'll just talk about what's going on here. Uh, so let, let me talk a little bit about this GameStop situation, guys. Um, it looks like uh, Ryan Cohen is saying, you know what? We, we need to find some way to make some money at GameStop. Board, how about you guys just go ahead and give me the money to trade because you guys know that I'm that good at investments and I'm going to make the money back for us. So GameStop is either really trying to either blow up their account like these penny stock traders or maybe send it rocketing again. I mean, yesterday was a pretty strong day. I'll tell you one thing. I'm not shorting GameStop anytime soon. But on December 5th, the board of directors actually approved this new investment policy that permits the company to invest in equity securities and use the cash they have for that versus let's say going into treasuries so it's essentially saying that i mean this is like a video game man and it's interesting because you know ryan cohen also can invest in companies that he's also invested in so there's like this big move now of wondering that ryan's going to be able to turn this market around make some big bets i mean He's done some good ones before. I still remember JWN when it did this big pop and then it just completely dropped. Um, I still remember the mention from kind of uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and it spiked. And he actually sold into that move and got the SEC looking into him. So I think this is all crazy talk. I mean, to be trading the company's cash, I mean, that's just... Unless you're that good of a trader, then maybe, yeah, that makes sense. 
But is that really going to turn around GameStop's business? I highly doubt it. What do you guys think in the chat? Should, should he be trading with the company's cash? Let me know in the chat, guys. Put a GameStop in the chat if you think he should be trading. And then put a no, of course, if you think that sounds like a terrible idea. And I already see you guys dropping into that. The chat is on fire. Uh, GME, the GTA of Wall Street. I like it, guys. GME will be a head fund, pretty much. <laughs> AJ, you seeing this? Can you believe it, man? What did AJ say? I got to catch it up here. It's a hedge fund that sells video games now. <laughs> My man, AJ, knows it right. Uh, AJ used to be a writer at Benzinga. He's in a... Uh, new, he's he's in his new gear gig now, guys. Please follow AJ if you guys don't already do. Uh, he, he's a really good writer, and even though he still doesn't work for Benzinga, um, I'm still gonna give him a nice shout out. It's always good to see you out there, AJ. Uh, what do you guys think? Reckless as hell, insane. No, no, does anybody think this is a good idea? This is the crazy part. I don't think there's anybody in their right mind that thinks this is a good idea. The ape diamond hands. It's high risk, high reward. Okay. At least there's some people that are here supporting it. Same way GME has always been. Yeah. Definitely a, a little bit desperate. <laughs> he should give it to you to trade. To tell you the truth, JJ, if a company like, let's say, Benzinga was like, yo, Mitch, go trade with all our revenue. I'd be like, yo, um, how about you give that to somebody else? Because the truth is, guys, that's a lot of pressure. And the more pressure that you put on, that's not going to help, right? Like some people can handle that increase of pressure, but a lot of people are going to crack. And now if Ryan Cohen makes, you know, one or two big mistakes, you could potentially send GME, you know, really in a bad situation where they do go bankrupt. So I think at this point, I think it's a really desperate it's a last hoorah to get GameStop going. Now the only question is, can they continue it going? Because it's still pretty hot. I mean, if you guys see the action yesterday, it's been holding in here. I'm going to be watching to see if it can break a trend line and start to actually make a move here, especially back above like towards like 17. That's something definitely to keep your eyes open for. Joel, how we doing? I'm not doing good. Uh, I guess uh, I guess Frank's home uh, missed his flight here to uh, uh, his destination. So we'll see if he pops in uh, later on. But uh, I just heard yeah, you talk. How, how do they? How do they? How does? I don't think Frank missed it. The airline needs to go pick up Frank. They should be yeah. like literally carrying Frank to the airlines because I mean, hey, he supports the industry. That's for sure. Uh, what we can do is. Um, how about we talk a little bit about the airlines a little bit? Sure. They have been hot. Um, American Airlines, I'm still scratching my head. I hope Dennis still has this because he was riding this the whole way down. And I even got to the point where I had to get out of this. I hope he still has it because it is starting to at least change tunes. Getting up there to 14. I saw uh, UAL starting to get going. DAL looking a lot better. Uh, JetBlue having a decent day. Why Save. don't we bring up? Uh, why, why don't we bring up some of those graphics that Frank sent over? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, um, I think. Uh, I think here. Yep. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, there it is. Uh, 
the aviation industry took four years to reach those levels. And, uh, you know, here we are. I know with the, the recent flights uh, you know, that I've had been, like, incredibly on time. Uh, also, uh, a big headwind uh, or tailwind uh, for these stocks. Uh, oil uh, been been pulling back, right? So uh, there's a look at, uh, you know, the, the catalyst. Uh, uh, Frank did talk before about... Um, uh, energy, you know, the energy and also the uh, the business travel coming back, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I tell you, I was downtown Detroit, you know, yesterday. I tell you that that parking lot was once again full. So people back to the office, business travel. That's good for the airlines. Uh, looking at uh, AAL just filled the gap here at 14 so maybe we'll get a little bit of a pause i know uh delta has had a, a similar move that's now back over 40 bucks nice smooth smooth move let's take a look at uh ual uh running a little trouble at 42 uh love uh still out wow love finally get some love here off the low of the move that's finally uh finally perking up and then uh, do you have uh, the, the graphic with uh, – or was it the graphic or was it uh, the statement with about the oil? Yeah, let's get to that. That's going to be this one right here. So, for, of course, this is coming from U.S. Global Investors. We were going to have uh, Frank Holmes on today. But he sent us this image, and it makes sense, right? I mean, you really are seeing the prices of oil drop. We've been talking about it. How would we get into the 60s? Well, there you see it, right? Um, and another thing that this is pointing to about the moving averages and how they're below when the price action starts to get below moving averages, that shows that negative move. Right. Um, and that's exactly what te technical analysts don't want to see when all the averages are above. That's just showing that bearish action. And until they can actually cross it back, that's the only way that it's going to seem like, OK, maybe you see a little bit of a turnaround here. And how does that affect the airlines, of course? Well, cheaper oil, yep. I mean, that means expenses go down. And this could lead into what we're also seeing in the cruise lines, right? I mean, the cruise lines are just an absolute leaving port. What and a turn, huh? Back. We're wow. not coming back, man. That wow. was an opportunity to ride that wave. And look at that bottoming with the market in October at the $11 area. Now back up to 18. Currently trading up nine cents here at 18.02. Just nonstop rally. Um, I would like to see what happens here at the 18 hand uh, at this $18 area. You did have a high of 18.04 yesterday. You're trading up nine cents. You did have a triple top at 18 back in August before it uh, declined down to its low of the move. Uh, so see if the bulls have enough uh, enough uh, buying power to get this 18 bid power through the 19 handle. And don't look now, Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean yeah. Airlines. I mean, they came out. Remember last quarter? Did they come out and just say, "Man, things are great"? And uh, as far as the bookings out, well, look at look at uh, RCL here, old time high made just before the pandemic. Uh, that came in at 135.32, back here at 120, uh, trading up in the pre-market. Now, the lagger of the group has been uh, Norwegian. 
And I'm not sure what the reasons are for that. I guess maybe uh, uh, the European travel has not picked up. It's a little bit more expensive. But uh, there's your laggard of the group. RCL, the clear winner, getting back near the area of all-time highs. And uh, the laggard and CLH, not a big cruise not a big cruise guy myself. I, I, I've, I've been wanting to go on cruises. Um, I mean, you hey, did not too long ago, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I still remember that was kind of like a good bottoming of RCL. That was when RCL broke sixties. Uh, uh, it was like, 70. when did you go in May or something? I, I still have it on the chart here, guys. Uh, it's this circle right here. This is when <laughs> I came back and I talked about RCL. So, I mean, it wasn't bad timing. Let's just say that much. I just wish I would have bought it at that point because, I mean, yeah, we're pretty ways away from there, right, guys? So uh, it's really interesting. Airbnb also showing some pretty good strength. Um, if we're talking, we got like, some news on Airbnb, don't we? Yeah, let me take a look. Let me take a look. I'll put your chart up here. Uh, let me see. Okay. If there was some news. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, this is. A little bit of a, an accordion chart here. Uh, in uh, hmm. Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, I'm looking at this price action that you had in late October and early November. And then I'm kind of looking at the price action that you had really for the remaining bit of November. Kind of the consolidation. And then a move up here. And uh, you got a nice level to lean on as far as support goes. If you're hanging in there on the long side. Uh, parallels at the what's called the 135 30 area uh, did make a new high for the week last week at 141.16. I uh, traded down just a tad, but uh, let's see the high close for the week has been 139.84. So see if we can barrel through that, do some work in the 141 handle. As I mentioned, yesterday's high at 141.16. RB saying that he bought RCL in March of 2020 and stoked to have held. Um, yeah, I I'm sure you definitely, uh, those are opportunities, man. It's so hard to buy in those opportunities, but there's plenty of companies that I look back in that opportunity. I'm like, man, you're just taking a shot because the truth is you never know what's going to happen in those opportunities. But if you don't take shots on goal, you can't score a goal, man. All right, let's keep going, guys. Let's take a look at the market action. Let's let's do a little bit of some financial talk because I think it's important to point to that uh, XLF. Uh, really been hot as of late. Um, can these banks keep going? I think they will, um, as long as you know nothing starts breaking in, let's <laughs> say, commercial real estate or um, some other situation like that. Let's say regional banks getting. Uh, going into bankruptcy or anything like that, well, the, the door is open for them to keep lifting. Yeah, looking at the XLF, that's been a really sustained move with the market. I just, I'm looking at the the monthlies here, and I'm looking at this this thirty six dollar area. We're still pressing up against it. Uh, so, man, you need a, you need to get above thirty six, hold thirty six, and then uh, press up to that next uh, monthly high. Uh, next monthly high, 37 and 11. The way that thing moves, that could take uh, two or three years. Uh, the KRE, right? We're all worried about the financial crisis, banking crisis. Still haven't gotten back uh, to those levels that we caromed off from uh, back in April. But the monthlies are giving you, giving you a look here. You're trading up 32 cents. 
Uh, the highest we've been is 49.57. Uh, that was back in July, July rebound. Filled and lower just below that in August there. You're back up here again. This is not the daily. This is not the weekly. This is the monthly charts. So trying to uh, to bust in 50 bucks. It just, say it just feels kind of heavy to, or, you know, in order to get up to 60. That's going to take a while. Uh, JP Morgan, which I did pick up during that April swoon, uh, back up to the highs of the move, highs for the year. I just want to reiterate, when you hear people talking about uh, a big exec selling stock, this was the exact day that they mentioned that Jamie Dimon was selling $140 million worth of stock. Well, should have just bought it all, Jamie, and said, buy 135 Also, a uh, similar thing happened with Amazon. Bezos is selling the billion dollars worth of stock. I think this was back here when it nicked 140 So, got to tell you, know, just like... Um, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, you know, you get added to the S&P or deleted to the S&P, there's short-term effects and there's long-term effects as well. So just try and use the, the news flow uh, to, you know, to aid with your, your, your short-term. And also it could be good for your long-term trading as well. Let's take a little bit of a review of the action, of course, since the numbers have come out. The TLT still like kind of on a leak and sideways action since that first action, but the spy or the cues or the not, I mean, yep, by the yeah, dip. Coming back. Coming back. By and, the um, dip again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, that numbers, I don't felt those numbers were negative to the bull story, at least. But yeah, the market reacted like that. And I, we clearly see it coming back pretty quickly. Uh, well, one thing, I don't know if we did mention it. You mentioned it in the pre-pre-market show. Our chat has mentioned it, you know, uh, how you're figuring uh, the jobs with the strike ending, right? People going yeah. back to work. Also, the ancillary industries that were affected it by that slowdown. So it could just be a one-time bump in the employment uh, coming into that. Um, I think the other thing, why this may persist, this was our November number. I think also you're probably getting into some seasonal hire, hiring tendencies, right, uh, yeah. for the holidays as, uh, as people max out those credit cards and go to a firm and, you know, uh, do that. Why so, They never. Yes. So there's, there's a couple different uh, factors, I think, that uh, are going into that uh, nice, you know, low number there, unemployment rate. Uh, that's what that's what we like to see. As far as the S and P's go, we're just stuck here, folks, in the same range, and uh, got a nice pop. Couldn't get back to unchanged. Not going to worry so much about that pre market high forty nine forty five ninety three fifty. Uh, that focus is going to be that close from yesterday at uh, forty three eighty nine, and then you saw how quickly they bought the dip on that one. So buy the dip is still lurking here in the markets. One stock that I wanted to take a look at before we get out of here is ARM because I feel like it's an interesting oh, yeah. stock. Um, you know, for a while there, this was the Woo! stock that everybody wanted to talk about. And then, of course, what happens? It gets sleepy. It gets ignored. And now it's just slowly starting to stair step higher. A lot of support here. What are you seeing on the charts, Joe? I see. Oh, Mitch, you got to look at the chart. You got to look at the chart both ways. This is really, I, I, I remember I took my eye off this one and uh, I thought, I really thought 56 was a good level. Was it 56? Yeah. Look at all those daily highs in that area. That day it went to 56. You had absolutely no shot at it. 
Uh, well, no, it went to 50. Yeah, it went to 56 on this day here, and it never even checked back. But what I'm going to do here, man, it's just you got it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let's call it 10 to 12 days of consolidation. And I'm just going to go with the highest point. Uh, the highest point of that consolidation is 64.92, and the lowest point of this consolidation is 60.37. Let the bulls and the bears battle it out now. You got to, you know, right now being trend followers, wink, wink. Uh, you know, the trend has been up since November. You get a pause in the action, right? Consolidation after consolidation, continuation of the recent trend. Uh, but there it is, uh, TradeTheRange.com now uh, for ARM after that big move up. And it's digesting in the second, uh, this big candle that you had on the second day of trading. So you could tell people like, hey, I got I got my money back. So uh, that's it for the, that's uh, that's it for ARM, Mitch. Uh, what else you got to wrap things up? Uh, I think we'll end up there. Uh, the last thing uh, from a c comment chat, uh, Elon was asking, is that uh, forming the handle? Well, you know, here's the coffee, guys. Let's see if we get the handle, right? We got the cup. Let's see if we get the handle. I can see what he's seeing there. He sees that cup action here, then the pullback. Will we get the yeah. handle to go yeah. higher? It's there. Yep. Uh, like always, the, the key to like recognizing patterns is also understanding the levels that you need to be looking for, right? So if you guys recognize the patterns, there you see Joel kind of breaking down levels that are important there. And then now you need to watch to see if it happens because patterns are patterns, man. They, they don't need to happen. Uh, a lot of times um, their percentages are actually pretty low if you know the actual percentages to these patterns. Uh, let's wrap it up. Of course, uh, who will we have on Monday, Joel? I will be We're out. Tim back in, uh, yeah, Tim. all right, yeah, yeah, back-to-back yeah. -back appearances uh, by Tim. And uh, what's that? What's the name of that guy uh, that was we were working with before? The guy that likes to talk all the time. What's his name again? Uh, I, I know I might know him. Are we going to get the guy that's spending a million dollars in Disney? How is Disney stock did this week? Yeah, <laughs> did you see? Did you see his Twitter a, pictures? A cool million, a cool million in Disney right now. Um, yeah, he's dropping it. So, all right, folks, thanks for joining us, Mitch. Uh, great job there from the world headquarters. Uh, safe travels back, and uh, we'll be back to our routine on Monday. Everyone, have a great day. All right, guys, keep up with Joe on the closing print. No start swing trade for me today, but like always, guys, this is for informational purposes only, not to be used as investment advice. Opinions do not represent those of Benzinga, and hosts and guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed. Now to bring you guys over to, of course, live trading. That's coming up next. Hit that subscribe button, the like button, and the bell to be notified the moment that pre-market prep gets started every single day. Hit the like button. Let's get after it. Let's bring you guys over to live trading. I had a really nice trade even shorting a penny name. Come over to live trading. Find out how we get after it every single day.